Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Hey, Executive Minds listeners, Kevin Jennings here with you today, and I'm happy to welcome you back to part two of our series with Billy Bowie. Uh, This is episode 165, and I could be more excited for you to continue this conversation around culture with Billy and David. Just for a little bit of context for those who haven't listened to last week's episode or simply forgot some of what we talked about, in last week's episode, Billy dove really headfirst into culture, and he challenged some of our perspective about this idea that we can actually help culture trickle up as emerging leaders. Uh, He talked about this great idea that, you know, reminding us, hey, there's there's value in just not being a jerk. (laughs) And he even, uh, you know, challenged us as well to think about, you know, some of what we do when it comes to culture a little bit differently because it's a legacy. You know, it's a legacy because culture is what your organization is when the leader's not around. And as leaders, whether we're leading a small team, leading one person, uh, leading a family, or leading a larger organization, we're not going to always be there. So the culture we create is what matters, right? If you think about when someone, a parent, is no longer in a, a, around and passes on and, and, and they're left, the culture in that family is what sustains and what continues. And that is what happens when you're not around. That's a really that's a really big idea for me. Um, but I don't want to hold as much longer. In this episode, you're really going to enjoy, uh, as David and Billy, dig into a couple of the building blocks for culture that uh, Billy talks about in his book, Culture Reconstructed. So here is David Farmer and Billy Bowie. Hey, um, I want to ask you this question. You got these 14 building blocks in the book. What's one that didn't come easy for you? but you have learned it matters. Because some of this stuff, when I look at it, and I'm not going to give away too much of the book, want people to buy the book, read the book, promote the book. But some of this, it's right in your wheelhouse. Some of it, you may have said, ah, if I'm really going to have a healthy culture, I got up my game. I would say there's three that come to mind. Each year we have a theme for our year. Like this year, 2020 is focus. I think many people have vision, few have focus. Did you hear that? You got to say that again. Many people have vision, few have focus. And so our key word this year is just that word focus. On every project we have, how can we zero in and actually make that happen? Uh, Last year was this theme called take ground. Actually, last year was breakthrough. The year before was take ground. The year before that was the year of systems. So we decided to theme our whole year. If it's worth doing once... And it's worth repeating, there must be a system around it. If it's worth doing once and then it's worth repeating, there must be a system around it. And so what are those things we do in our business that you do it once? Oh, that worked. And it's worth doing it again. We need to create that system. My brain is not a systematic brain. Yep. So systems chapter for me was really tough to write, but I know it's important in culture. Most of the time people hear systems, they think box you in got to have red tape, all that. Yeah. I think that systems can set you free. Yeah. I think there's, if it's worth doing once, it's worth doing again, let's create a system around it. So that was one that was hard to write. Okay, I'm jumping on that real yeah, quick. Go for I it. remember hearing a, um, a talk. I wish I could remember who gave it, but the whole idea was process is your friend. Mm. And process freaks some people out. But it, it, to your point, it, it can be liberating. So that's good. Systems. Yeah, 100%. And, and on page 58 in the book, I'm flipping to it right now, there's a really easy quote by Andy Stanley. And it's the one that really convinced me. He said three words, systems create behaviors. 
not behaviors create systems. I think Andy was the guy who actually everything is Andy Stanley. Everything goes back to either John <laughs> Maxwell. You say Andy that, that so. process is your friend. I think it actually was Andy. Systems create behaviors, and the other two chapters that were tough was diversity and inclusion, mm. and then health and wellness. Those are things that we have to approach. I think people just want to open the conversation and know that that you're willing to have that conversation. Yeah, you know. Diversity is not just skin color or background. It's right. diversity of ideas. Right. Are you willing to hear various ideas? Inclusion is every idea is important. So we, and every person's important. We need to really take the time to listen what they're up to. And so diversity and inclusion gets a bad rap because it's uh, seen as a negative thing. I see it as a positive thing. Can I put in a plug? For yeah, go for it. Former Executive Minds podcast guest, Bethany Wilkinson. Bethany's awesome. Shout out. Yep. Um, of Plywood People. <laughs> She has been working on a, a huge project called the Diversity Gap. She actually came and shared with my team back uh, a month ago, Billy. That's awesome. And she is so good and mm-hmm. so articulate and so thoughtful about this topic. So if that's something you want to learn a little bit more about, Bethany's got a podcast. Just look up the Diversity Gap. And she's working on uh, sharing her content more and more in 2020. But love Bethany and so you do have your uh, whole chapter on it. She'd be a great resource. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I remember when she was talking about that project at Plywood. Um, I guess it was last year. I went to a retreat and heard her like when she was first crystallizing those ideas. And I just think it's important. You know, it's including and considering all voices as well as the proactive approach to diversifying those voices can be a catalyst for employee buy-in and organizational growth. Yeah, like there's buy-in and growth that can happen in that. And the other one that's tough for me is just health and wellness. What's our responsibility? as culture creators to make health and wellness a conversation? Is it paying for a gym membership? Is it having yoga classes? Is it having better options in the cafeteria? What is What does that need to be? I don't think everybody needs to be 100% physically fit or you can't work here, but at least needs to be a part of your conversation. So I did my best attempt at making a chapter about that one thing, at least introducing that as a part of your culture, as it should be at some level, whether it's a 5K or 10K you do once a year, whether it's uh, introducing some gluten-free options. There's more gluten-free, dairy-free now more than ever in our culture. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are just sort of throwing it out as, oh, those are the weird people that do that. But as I eat gluten-free and dairy-free myself, I'm actually enjoying it and I feel better. So I think just those are the those are the slight subtle things. Instead of just getting donuts and pizza for your next company gathering, have a couple of healthy options and watch people's heart come to life. Oh, you actually care about me. I cared about you when we got donuts and pizza, but I want to demonstrate that by giving you some other healthy options as well. And so that's just a probably un untalked about part of culture is figuring out what's our responsibility and creators of that. Yeah, it's cool. We've been talking about um, physical well-being at Chick-fil-A for a while, but Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, we've actually talked a lot more about emotional Mm well-being and mental health as well, uh, sort of rounding out uh, health in a broad sense, because it's real. A lot of people are, I mean, if if you've got a culture where the anxiety level is up and the stress is up and you're not sensitive to that, it can undermine... 100% 100% uh, everything you're trying to do. No doubt. I got to be a part at Chick-fil-A, the wellness department. We have a um, virtual reality systems we use at Elevate. I don't know if you're part of that day that I was there. I haven't done that. And we brought VR to the Chick-fil-A support center and had four of them set up around campus. And it was a meditation virtual reality experience. So we have this little kiddie pool full of sand. You got to take your shoes off and put your feet in the sand. And then we actually put you on the beach, set up fans around you, and made this virtual reality meditation experience. And the, and the goal was with that is not to do another team building day where it's a lot of movement and running. It was how could we help people relax and take a deep breath. I think in culture, if we could help our team members 
get to that deep breath status, the better they're going to be. And so health and wellness is more of getting to that deep breath. It could be a big, long, deep breath after a hard workout. Yeah. But I think most of the time it's a big, long, deep breath after a job well done, after a project's finished. So. Can I ask you one more question on Let's culture? Go for it. So we kind of wrap up the, yeah. uh, this portion of the podcast. Um, who are your culture heroes? Who does it right? I love people that own when they haven't done it right. Mm. And I've seen some people throughout my time that have seen some gaps in their leadership. Uh, one of them I think about is Mark Cole, who um, is at the John Maxwell Company. I don't know if you know Mark. Mm-hmm. It's been fun to watch him just navigate the different parts of John Maxwell's brand and the decisions that they've made and the things they've gone through. And I've sat with Mark, and he's actually on the very front of the book here recommending this book, which is which is really fun. Um, he would say he's someone that hasn't always done it right, but he's always going back to it. I saw a post on Instagram this morning. It was something like, hey, I'm ready to re-engage my team. I'm excited about what's to come. David Sayers is someone that I look to as an absolute hero in the area of building culture. The guy just cares about people. He is zany, off the charts, crazy ideas, but you just authentically know when you're with David that he really, really cares about you. He's got a great book, Remarkable, out there. Oh, yeah. It's it's remarkable. It truly is. And I remember when he came out with it, he had that Lehman Luther box that came with it and the seven-day challenge and um, the envelopes and the cards and um, just very, very impactful. A couple more that I think about, I really appreciate what Delta has done with their brand. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of Delta. Nothing against Southwest because I know they're they're known for culture and do a great job at it. But I've just watched a culture at scale is very interesting to me. And I've watched how Delta has scaled their brand in such a massive way. I'm really, really blessed and thankful that this Friday I'm flying up to VaynerMedia to go meet with Claude Silver, who's the chief heart officer at Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk's business. She agreed to meet with me. I met her at a, at a gala uh, up in New York a few months ago. And the way that she scaled VaynerMedia from a couple hundred people to now they have thousands of folks around the world, I can't wait to sit with her. You have to listen to the podcast later. I'm going to sit with her and ask her questions about how do you onboard and how do you scale mm. the vision of the zany social media brand that is Gary Vaynerchuk, how do you scale that? And the reason they call her the chief heart officer. So we're supposed to have a call at 1.30 today. I called her and left a message. She got busy and emailed me back later. But I'm excited. She's like one of my heroes. I'm getting a little nervous when I sit with her and actually talk to her because just the way that she's scaled culture is interesting. There's other ones I love. I love going to surf shops and watching random ways that surfers interact with each other. It sounds kind of okay. weird. Yeah, that, I didn't see that one coming. But being, out, being in Hawaii, I love watching people you wouldn't expect to build culture, but some of the strongest cultures are like in skateboard shops yeah. or in surf shops. They've got their thing, and particularly when they're working together and, and, and doing their thing. So I wouldn't say there's necessarily a certain person that's built that, but I love various businesses you wouldn't expect to find good culture, but the folks are just so in love with the brand, they stick with it. So those are a few of them. Who's yours? Who's your culture hero? You know, it's interesting you said Delta, because I, um, I actually am a huge fan of Delta oh, as yeah. well. And I think, my goodness, what a complex business. I, I just was flying Delta this uh, last Friday, and it's, you know, there's winter weather out there, and I'm thinking, wow, this is hard, because they're, they're the things they can't control. Too. I don't know how... Like one pilot lands, they got to get to another flight. How many airplanes extra do you have? Yeah, so when complex. One breaks down? So your whole point about systems is, you know, absolutely critical there. But I, I'm just so grateful that we live in a in a market where Delta is the principal carrier because mm-hmm. I have kids that don't live in this market where it's a different carrier, and I kind of feel sorry for them sometimes. Yeah. So I am a huge fan of uh, Delta. It's interesting. I actually am a am sort of a fan of the Amazon culture. I don't know what it's like to work for Amazon, but as a 
customer of it. I find myself using it all the time. Mm-hmm. And the connection I have with the guys that come to my door, I actually am fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing it, that there were the top culture or that they were the top customer service in the world. I think it was last year. And it's the one where you couldn't name anybody that's there. Like yeah. unless Bezos, you know, but you don't know how they work, how their business works, but they're doing something right within their culture. I'm sure you can read a lot of articles about the negative sides of any business and they certainly yeah. don't they have their bumps and bruises, but I'm the same way. I know what I'm gonna get. Disney, Apple, Amazon. Those are three that I know when yeah. I go to any three of those brands, it's gonna be impactful. Every device that I have is Apple. I had season tickets to Disney last year, I know what I'm gonna get, but with Amazon, when I order Prime, I know it's gonna be at the door the next day. Yeah, and I read The Everything Store, which is a really good book on Bezos and, and the founding of, of Amazon, and I think there's there's a lot of stress within that organization. Oh yeah, for but, sure. So that that's not the part I'm talking about, but as a customer, what I get, it's pretty good, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm grateful for that. I've got a good friend who um, we've had on the podcast before, Sid Mashburn and his wife, Ann, have a wonderful retail store based here in Atlanta, but they've got outposts around the country and they've got an online shop. I love the culture of his retail store. The way you walk in there, the way they treat you, the way they... Uh, it's There's a men's store, a ladies' store, kind of a, a boutique kind of thing, but it is special. It's next to JCT Kitchen. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So if you're in Atlanta, you can I've check it out. I've never been there before. I if, need to go in there. Oh, you need to go in there. If you're in Houston, Dallas, Georgetown, LA, there's stores, but you can check it out online as well. And they've done a good job of translating the culture from the the brick and mortar experience online as well. And they're thriving uh, in a day and age in which retail stores, brick and mortar retail stores, are really, really struggling. Go, go check out your local mall. Yeah. But they're oh, my get, goodness. They're getting it done, I think, in large part because they have a very differentiated experience. And in order to deliver the experience, they have to have a very unique culture. And one of the things Sid has done is he put together basically a culture book that define the essence of who they want to be. Yeah. How, which translate, he, it all goes back to how am I as the leader going to work with my team and how is my team in turn going to work with the customer? Yeah, and if it's not written down, your team doesn't know. I think Lululemon does a great job with this yep. as well as they document their things, so that their team members own it. They write their goals up on the wall. I've had so many conversations at Lulu about people. And if you see there, they put their goals up on the wall and you can talk to that team member about the goals that they have there, which I think is such a unique thing. I talk a lot about, and I mentioned this in the book too, is if it's not written down, it's not going to happen. Andy Stanley gives a great quote that just vision leaks. Yep. It's two words. I feel like Andy Stanley has a lot more quotes than two and three words. That's the only ones I really have heard. But vision leaks is we got to say it over and over and over again in a way to digitize that, to put it. We have a thing called Flight School at Elevate. We have an, an entire online system where a brand new team member has to go through Flight School to see videos of us saying the same thing over and over again. And I made a commitment early in our business that every single meeting we ever have is I'm going to say the vision out loud. Mm. So my team laughs a little bit because I find a new creative way to say the vision. We exist to help people and organizations live and lead at a higher level. Um, I put it on different pictures. I'll say it different ways. I'll draw it on the board. But I know that if I don't believe it, I'm reading a book right now. It's the Ten Commandments of Money. It's by a Jewish rabbi. It's my first read of 2020, and it's the Ten Commandments of Money. And his very first one is basically if you don't believe in what you're selling, then you shouldn't sell it. 
And so if we don't believe what we're selling, which is our vision and what we're all about, then we should just we should just stop doing it. So mm-hmm. I know that if I don't believe that, my team's not. If my team doesn't, my customer's definitely not going to see the end of that. So I need to check out Sid. I love that he's documented that and put that down. Yeah, go in there. You'll, you'll, you, you know, I, I'm, this is my job kind of experiences. It's your job too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I work in restaurants, but it's closely related to retail. You can walk into a place. I can. It takes me about three seconds to figure out what's going on here. Um, A month ago, I went up to New York City, and I wanted to go check out this new Hudson Yards development. Mm -hmm. I forgot the— That's where VaynerMedia is, yeah. Oh, it is? Uh Oh, well, have you been up there yet? I've been up there. I haven't seen—what is the thing called, the circular Um, staircase? Yeah, I paid 10 bucks to do that. What is it called? Yeah, it's it's, outside. Yeah, I did it. I've got great pictures of it, too. I need to post those to the— That's cool. It it is awesome. I paid 10 bucks to walk up a a flight of stairs. I want to do that Friday. It's really cool. Get winded? I mean, it's it's a lot of steps. No, it's good. Okay. Yeah, you'll love it. It's it's beautiful. So the— if you're not familiar with Hudson Yards, it's probably one of the largest developments anywhere in the U.S. lately. It's office, hotel, retail, restaurants, all that kind of good stuff. But I went up there and just walked into all these different places, restaurants, retail stores, and so forth. Just say, what's what do you feel when you walk in there? Mm-hmm. And you can tell who's got it going on. Mm-hmm. There aren't many people that are is intentional about what they're going to encounter when they walk in the door as you were. Let me say that, Billy, because cool. you, you got it going on. But you can kind of get a, a read on it right out of the gate. So I, I just sort of love doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's the uh, facial expressions, right? It's every It's everything. the way the team members look at you. It, it's the smell of the place you go in. Yes. It's the texture of the carpet. It's, it's, it's all of it. And I don't know. There's a lot of great culture books out there. There's a lot of great environments. You've been in great environments that – you walked in and go, they don't have it going on. No. They spent millions of dollars to make it look awesome. That's right. And you've been in places, and our office is nice, but it's not super duper impressive. But it's it's about the people versus the stuff. But you gotta have the stuff to connect it to. So Well, you, you've got it on your wall right outside the door here. You know, who's the hero in this engagement, right? Mm-hmm. And you said you borrowed that from Donald Miller when he talks about that in Story Brand. Yeah. Who, who's the hero? Is the product the hero or is the customer the hero? Mm-hmm. And you can you can tell the difference. You tell quickly by the way folks share on social, yeah. by the articles that they write. And it's easy to slip in, hey, look how awesome we are. And the some of the best brands in the world have slipped into that. You can see them take a right turn back out of it and go, it's about our customer. Jeff Henderson goes deep on that uh-huh. in his Know What Your Four book. Mm-hmm. Check it out, folks. Yeah. It's awesome when he talks about where's our focus, you know? Mm-hmm. And and he can he can kind of get a quick read on that just by going to a brand's Instagram page. I love it. I and, love it. And checking out how many people they're following. Well, we're going to have to wrap this up. But, a good interview. but it's, it's setting us up for what may be the third interview we need I to love do it. someday. You, I feel like we're just getting started with our questions. This has been amazing. But, I know, but hopefully we've motivated people as well to go deeper on this topic and figure out regardless of whether you're leading or you want to lead someday, or you're just part of the team right now, but you want to you want to impact your culture for good, understanding the value of culture, how it can absolutely drive results and make it a whole lot more fun to be there in the process. Mm-hmm. Go check out Billy's new book, Culture Reconstructed, brand new. What's the best way to find it, Billy? Best way is on Amazon, okay. actually. And we've got the Ultimate Culture Pack that has two books, two leader manuals and two activity guides along with online courses that gives you the why and the how to build culture. So if someone says, I'd love to get the book, but man, how do I implement this? Because we really built this backwards. We built an activity guide. We built a leader manual of having these conversations with your team. They hold it in their hands. There's questions. They fill it in. There's talk, There's conversation there. There's also online courses of actually teaching some of these topics with downloadable PDFs. People can fill that out. So I would say 
pick up the book, and when you get the book, there'll be um, a little flyer inside that will talk about this ultimate culture pack that people can purchase and kind of a do-it-yourself culture. Because um, that's really my legacy on the planet is going to be how many people can I impact. My goal is a million people a month. When wow. I think about what my voice, what I want that to impact is a million people a month. That's through books, that's through podcasts, that's through LinkedIn, that's through Facebook, all those things. And I've got a long way to go. And so if I can ever serve someone listening to this podcast, super grateful. If you're still listening, you've listened for a long time. That means you've hopefully got something of value out of it. Um, but I want you guys to know that, man, we're, we're super, super poised and ready to make an impact in your context. But I want to have a little something because this is kind of a dual podcast. Yeah, okay, do it. There's a thing we do called the Experience Factory. So I want to end this thing strong. Let's do it. And, it, and what we do on our podcast is we play sound effects for all of our guests. And we have our guests actually tell us what they hear, what they feel when they hear it. So I'm going to try a few of these. All right. I'm going to see what you come up with. You ready? We'll see if I'm any good okay, at this. Here we go. Right, where does that take you? What are you thinking the, about? Where are you? <laughs> the circus. Okay. What part of the circus? What do you see? Uh, the clowns. And they're doing that thing where they 28 clowns come out of a Volkswagen. <laughs> 28 clowns out of a Volkswagen. I can see that. I yeah. like it. All right. But how about this next one? Here we go. That's the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Wow. It did get fast, right? Yeah, we talked about get, Wayne Farr. Yeah. He was the first to have 101 hour. Yeah. And now you guys are, what, 300? We have guys doing over 300 an hour. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So that, when I hear that, we're, we're constantly trying to reimagine how can we get, not feel rushed, but get people through in a hurry trying to respect the fact that they got places to be. So that's Chick-fil-A drive-thru. I love it. And, and you're a big part of helping develop that, right? That's been yeah, a big we've got a role. phenomenal team of designers and uh, experienced engineers working on that all the that's time. That's awesome. I love it. All right, how about this one? That is when I went down to Peachtree City and took my father and my father-in-law up in an open cockpit airplane. Oh, my goodness. For Father's Day. That's amazing. It's <laughs> a great Father's Day gift right it there. Was, it was awesome. All right. How about this one? Okay. That is the little farm across the street from my neighborhood that has horses, llamas, and goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Let's see if you, you're not going to be able to get this one, but okay. I'm going to try and see if you can get it. You know what that was? That is a Polaroid camera. Yes, very few people get that one right. Yeah. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, that just that, that dates you back. me. That's the unfortunate part of that, that, that answer. <laughs> that took it back a little bit, right? All right, how about this one? That is the horn at the end of something. It kind of reminds me, remember the World Cup was in... Um, South Africa. And oh, they, yeah. They were playing those Vuvuzuela things. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't hardly stand. I had to turn the volume down to watch any of the <laughs> soccer that year. It's a little bit of that. I love it. It's rowdy. And I love that the Olympics are coming up this year, too. It's my every four years I get amps. I'm excited about Tokyo this year. And hopefully we'll see a few of those out there. All right. A couple more. Let's see about this one. This is a song. We got his head bobbing in the studio right now. But I have no clue what this song is. <laughs> It feels kind of, I don't know, 90s? I don't know. It's a little it? bit older. It's Led Zeppelin. It's a little okay, old Led school, Zeppelin, but right. the good stuff. It, it, I, I want to see it. And those of you that... Uh, that My wish kids this, are very ashamed of me right I wish, now. I wish this was filmed because you could see your head, Bobby. You were in it. You were in it. Uh, all right, let me do one more here. Let me pick a tough one, like a really, really tough one. Um, let me go with... This is another movie. Let's see if you can name this movie and tell me where it takes you. I want to pick a tough one. Like a really, Okay, let's do this one right here. Not yet. You'll get it. Here we go. Yeah. 
Okay, Star Wars. Did you just say Star Wars? No, what is this? Indiana this is, Jones. It, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Star Wars, though. John Williams Indiana. just rules the earth. So it's the same composer. So can I tell you my quick Star Wars? Let's I mean, it. not Star Wars, my Indiana Jones. Yeah. So when my oldest son was four years old, uh, my wife and I said, oh, let's take him to Disney. So we do. We go to the Indiana Jones oh, Stunt Spectacular Show in Orlando, Florida. He didn't like it. He ran out. Well, my we, son ran out. This is how stupid we were. <laughs> my wife gets selected as a volunteer yes, to come up. On the stage. Yes. And then if you've ever been to the show, you know there's all kind of stunts and pyrotechnics. Mm -hmm. He, my four-year-old son, basically thinks his mother just perished in a fireball. Oh, my God. That was the first thing we did at Disney, (laughs) and he didn't want to do anything else after that. So if if you get nothing outside this podcast, don't scare the bejesus out of your small child the first time you take him to Disney. Sit in the very back. So we went to that same show when my son was four or five, and we sat in the very front row in front of where the big blades come down that about cut Indiana Jones during this one part of the show, and he screamed at the top of his lungs. And I, I don't like being that parent that has your parent, your kids screaming, and you got to kind of pick them up by the waist and sort of drag them out. That's sort of what it was like. He wanted to stay, but he was screaming the whole time. So I didn't have the best experience either, but no. now it's his favorite thing to go to. So. Well, we paid hundreds of dollars to have our son want to ride nothing. Not to ride nothing. So we <laughs> shut it down for the day. Well, uh, one, one final thought of the day. Is there anything that I didn't ask, anything you want to say to close us down? When you think about culture, you think about impact, you think about life experience, anything that's like a, a life mantra or something you want to close us with? I would just tell our listeners, if you're at a place where the culture's not good, uh, A, either figure out, can you do something to, to help bring about transformation? Or B, life's short. Get out of there. Uh, go find a place that uh, where you can do good work, but it sort of feeds your soul as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I like that, man. I, I love the idea that we get one life. There was a, a lady that rolled up on Gary Vee one time. He was in his car and um, she said, give me, give me three words. And he said, you're going to die. And she like got really taken back and it stuck with me the way it said it. And she goes, what, what, what? And she was like, right now? And he's like, he's like, no, but you are, you're going to die one day. And so live every day like it's your last. I, I think a lot about how I'm going to translate that to my kids. I'm now in my forties and I remember what it felt like in my twenties. Like, I wish I could bless people with the feeling that I have now at my age, I feel like I'm 18 to 22 years old mentally, the things I want to do. Yep. But the blessing of being a little bit older is I have the experience to say, here's some things I wish I would have done, wish I would have avoided. Um, there's a guy that, that I like. He's pretty controversial, says a lot of words in cursive, but his name is Andrew Frazella. And he has these top 10 list of things he wish he would have known when he was 18. And it was amazing. Don't do drugs. All the bad decisions I make when I was was when I was drinking. Like he has these really like straight to the yeah. point things. And there were so many things that he said. I was like, gosh, I resonate with that. I wish I would have known. So I think if I were a bit younger, I would ask myself, what is the pride from stopping me to listen to somebody a little bit older? And if you're a little bit older, just know there's pride when somebody's a little bit younger, they probably don't want to listen to you. Yeah. We already know that already, but I think if we can come with grace on both sides, this generation gap can come back together. Tim Elmore, who I'm a huge fan of mm-hmm. with Habitudes and what he does, is he really tries to bridge that gap. And so it's one of my heartbeats, too, is trying to get people that are a bit older to understand the plight of someone who's younger and someone who's younger to understand the plight of someone who's older. And so let's just have a little bit more grace in our culture towards age gaps. Obviously, race gaps, and there's different things that go on there. But I think just from an age perspective, I'm thinking a lot about how could I honor people that are younger and how could I honor people who are older mm. and do that well. So 
else I want to challenge all listeners to to consider that if you haven't thought about that recently. Well, you said fan. So Billy Bowie, I'm a fan. Elevate, I'm a fan. Culture Reconstructed, I can't wait to read it. I want to encourage others to do the same. Hey, thanks for the conversation today. Uh, it's been a blast. Awesome. And David, I'm, I'm such a, a huge fan of what you guys do and, and all the listeners out there. I'm super grateful that you tuned in. Uh, if there's any way that I can serve you, let me know. And, and David, uh, today has been a blast. Let's do this for podcast number three sometime down the Let's road. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this series with Billy. Thank you, Billy, for your time and your effort and and really just your friendship. You're an incredible guy, and we all here at uh, Mentor and at Executive Minds value you and your team. And so what I want you to do, first of all, uh, I want to highlight a couple of things that jumped out at me. Two big ideas I walked away with from part two. Um, one is systems create behaviors. I think that's powerful. Systems create behaviors. And I could do on that, but I've talked long enough. And, and I think the other big idea I wrote down that they didn't say directly, but that is culture translates to experience. Culture translates to experience. So if there's something you're experiencing you do not like, you can know it's probably found in the culture. And then if you use that first idea, you can take it back and say, what system is in place that's creating this behavior that is creating that culture that ultimately leads to this experience? And I think to me that that's when David's talking about why he's experienced as a customer, he's confident that there's culture there. Otherwise, it wouldn't work um, is because somewhere along the line. Some behavior is is being reinforced and being encouraged um, by by a system. Some behavior being encouraged by a system that's creating the experience you and I have with that organization, with that brand. Um, and so, uh, so once again, that that to me is my big one, and I'm asking myself some big questions already just about once again what system is in place that's creating this experience or what lack thereof is there well once again i want to thank you for being a part of the executive minds community and i want to tell you about something that we have extra for you it's called the mentor network it is where we have incredible people that we have access to in our network but also our own experiences and we actually answer your questions we give you a mentor in your pocket you are going to come across some challenge some opportunity along your journey professionally and you're going to just say hey even if I feel pretty good about what I want to do, I want additional perspective. Or maybe sometimes you'll say, I don't know what to do. I just need someone who can, who's been here before to shine a light on this experience. Maybe something, somebody can just give you a good question to wrestle with as you think through um, these situations. This is why we created the Mentor Network. We really do not want you to have to live and lead your life without any support from a mentor. Uh, mentors have been so vibe each of us. We want to pay that forward somehow. And so if you go to we are mentor.co, we are mentor.co. You can click the bottom link that says join the mentor network. We are there to greet you and we are adding resources to the network. We have other mentors in the network to answer your questions. Um, and so we have videos we post with answers to frequently asked questions. It is something we're working really hard to create for you. And we love to see you there. And guess what? We're going to take an extra section from the podcast that did not air, and we're going to put it in the Mentor Network this week. So it's there now 
on this day, Thursday, I think March the 19th. And so you do not want to miss it. Jump in the Mentor Network. We are there with a bonus just for those who join the network. All right. And um, and so with that being said, also, once again, just thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing us to support you as you grow your career. And uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, wherever you like to enjoy your podcast. You can also get uh, show notes for this podcast. So some of the big ideas that I know stuck with me might show up in the show notes. Some of them might not. But I think the key thing is this. We have someone who actually goes through every episode and writes up show summaries so that you do not have to worry about trying to take notes when you're on on the go. All right. And uh, lastly, we love you leave us a rating or review. Uh, I think in a last episode, Billy was quoting Chris Carneal from Booster, one of our other previous podcast guests, who said, feedback is the breakfast of champions. And so today we're asking you to fill us up with some was with a great breakfast by giving us uh, your feedback. Could be love to know how we can better serve you uh, going forward. And we look forward to having you join us next week on Executive Minds. <music>